This is the Fail Fast Podcast. Stories of entrepreneurs who looked at failure in the eyes and didn't give up. With your host, the online sales master, Quinn Amorum. All right, welcome to the show. Today we have a special guest, the one name man, the master of sales and closing, an expert keynote speaker, Kayvon, the sales savant from 150K in debt to over 100000 per month. Kayvon, what's going on? What's going on, my man? How you doing? Very good. Very good. Well, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Yep. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. And you are, as we spoke earlier, we you are in Vancouver, beautiful, sunny Vancouver. That's correct. All the way in Vancouver, Canada. Awesome. I was there three three days ago. Actually, not there. I was in Cantaloupe. So it's just BC. I love BC. BC but, is beautiful, yes. Awesome. So let's get into this and tell us, basically, you were $150,000 in debt, and now you make almost that every month. So before we get into that, tell us who you are as a person. Uh, as a person, I um, today, um, I'm... I got my significant other I love very much. Uh, I'm dedicated to uh, all things sales training, sales consulting. Um, I'm on a mission to help uh, many, many people change their lives in the, in, the, in the terms of being able to either A, walk into their greatness, uh, being able to show them what it is to take a chance in life, what it is to follow your dream. And, and we know that when we do that, right? There's a lot of fear that happens. There's a lot of things that can go wrong and there will be a lot of things that go wrong. But when you go after something you believe in more, that's bigger than you. When you go and take that leap that most people are afraid to take, um, and you live in it, uh, eventually you will fly, you're going to soar and, uh, and you'll be able to help people. Now, one of the things I see a lot of time is people decide that they, they go, I want to help people. I want, I want to change people's lives. It's what I want to do. But I always say you're never going to be able to change anyone's lives unless you change yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't have the cake and eat it too in this situation. <laughs> I hate that saying, just so you know. Like I'm all about like, damn, no, I want my cake. I'm gonna have my sprinkles, I'm gonna have the sauce, and I don't wanna share it, right? And I and I say that just to kind of go against the uh, that that quote, but there is a moment in your life where you gotta make decisions and you're going at your your convenience and your conviction will not live on the same block. They'll never live in the same area code. So you're going to have to either stay where you are being convenient or you're going to have to get inconvenience and have conviction so you can grow. And for me, I'm here helping people, coaches, consultants, service providers, uh, learn the art of selling, to learn the art of connecting so they can get their message, their services to the masses. Nice. So where did your, where did your expertise come from? And yeah, how did so, you get started? So I got started in the online business about four or five years ago now. Uh, and before that, I was a pharmaceutical sales rep. Mm-hmm. I was, the, large, I was the, the number one sales rep for the largest company across uh, the country. Uh, and then I decided to leave all that behind and go after the entrepreneur journey. But going after the entrepreneur journey without direction is what I did. I kind of jumped right into the, you know, in the big pool. And uh, a month, uh, you know, a month one, I thought I was going to, you know, you know, like most entrepreneurs think you're going to win. And I started striking out, striking out, striking out. 
And it wasn't even until a year later, I would find myself $150,000 in debt. Now, because of that, uh, you know, that failure came from not having direction. It was coming from not being congruent into mm -hmm. my messaging, being congruent to who I was. Most importantly, not actually owning who I am. And who I am is I'm a sales guy. I just do all things sales, but I was running away from the one thing is my core genius. When I got in line with my core genius and realized that there is a fundamental uh, need in this marketplace, in this world of actual real, when I mean real salespeople, I mean people that know how to connect to their prospect in a way that allows them, allows the prospect to make the decision. But most importantly, authentic sales closers that you're only going to sell or close a prospect that needs your service. Not because you want the commission. It's not about the commission. It's all about the mission. And, and there's, a, there's a fundamental need in this. And especially in the, in the industry, I work with a lot of coaches, um, service providers, uh, speakers, consultants. The, the One of the key elements I see is they don't like sales. Everyone's trying to run away from sales because we were, we were born, right? When we were younger, we were born to believe that salespeople are icky and they're slime balls. And that's actually not the case. Yeah. Right. What I do know, Henry, Henry Ford said it best. He said, nothing happens until someone sells something first. Salespeople are the drivers of the economy. There is no business unless you have sales. Sales come from salespeople. So I, I'm out here trying to, you know, really change the message and the understanding of what actual real sales is. And sales isn't about selling a product, isn't about selling a service. It's about having the ability to connect and ask the deeper questions so you can connect with your prospect in a way that allows you to make the effective decisions of where they need to go, of what they want, of where they need to help them in their future. And the reality is that we are, no matter if you think you are or not, you are always selling something to somebody, right? Everything you want in your life is a sale. Every single thing you want. If you're driving, you're sitting right now, you're at work, you're, you're with your family, I want you to take a look around you and ask yourself, what is it that you want? Do you want a promotion? Do you want someone at work to get, you know, to, to like your idea? Do you want your kids to eat the breakfast, eat the lunch, eat the dinner? Do you want your husband to listen to you better? Do you want to have a better relationship? Do you want that car? Do you want that house? Whatever that is, that's a sale. That's a sale. Whether you like it or not, you are a salesperson. Everything you get is your commission. Nice, nice. So why only one name, Kayvon? I always, so when I was younger, because I know this is about, you know, the struggles. So when I was younger, by the time I was in grade one, I was, I was labeled with every letter in the book, ADD, LD, ADHD, learning disabilities, and reading, writing, math, and communications. Basically everything, incompetent. Wow. And I was always, and I was always labeled as the stupid kid. And throughout all of elementary and high school, I was bullied, ridiculed. The worst were from the parents and the teachers themselves, you know, labeling me and telling me that I'm not good enough. By the time I was 19, I was told that I was in university, a place where they said I was never going to be. They, they said there was no hope that I'd ever get there. I got myself to university I was told by one of my university counselors that if I was smart, I would leave. <laughs> I would never graduate from high school university because I'll never do it. And I should go back and work in the factory. Now, I've always been kind of the underdog. I've always been told that I couldn't do it. And I've always been, 
you know, and I always believed, I, you know, for 30 years, I believed I wasn't good enough. I believe I didn't have self-worth. I believed, I started to believe what they were saying about me because everywhere I go, I was always kind of the outcast or I was kind of the one that was always getting in trouble or the one people were always talking about. And then I realized, you know, through all my tribulations and struggles that there's a reason why they never, you know, they, there's a reason why they, I never fit in the school system. There was a reason why I was never with the masses, why even on the football teams and the skiing team, I still always had this struggle. There's a reason why in corporate, it never worked with me. And it's because it isn't because I'm not good enough. It isn't because I'm too stupid. It's actually because I'm supposed to be great. And I'm meant to be great. And I'm meant to stick out of the crowd. And when I realized this, and not in an arrogant, cocky way. I've actually realized this, and this is my calling. Like this is what I'm supposed to do. And instead of looking for the validation of others and the validations of all the people that said I couldn't do it, and I just looked within to get the validation that I needed for myself, which was evidently always there. I realized that I never want to be labeled by my, you know, by a last name or or by two names. I kind of just thought Kayvon. My parents gave me a beautiful name. I think Kayvon's a unique name. Yeah. Um, in my culture, it, it means Saturn, right? And, and to me, I, I, want, I want the world to know me as Kayvon. So that's why I kind of go with Kayvon. That, that's very good. It's, it's actually surprising that a lot of people, it can go both, both ways when you start getting some criticism, oh, you're not smart enough, or you can't do this, you can't do that. Some people find that as fuel to go prove the other person wrong but what happened to you was for the for a while you kind of accepted it and started to believe it yeah so all the ridicule all the bullying all the disbelief that was coming my way i i let it be my fortress Mm. i let it pin me down see my story held me down from my greatness the story that the world was telling me was keeping me from me going after my dreams going after my goal And then I realized that my story isn't supposed to hold me down. It's not supposed to be my fortress. My story is supposed to be my fuel, my fuel to propel me to my dreams, to my goals, my fuel to allow myself to stand on stage and speak my dream into existence and allow my story not to be something that holds me back, but propels me to the things that I want in my life, to help others through my story, to propel them. Because you see, there's a lot of people that are sitting on the sidelines. They're watching the game and they want to be part of the game, but they're so damn worried and they're so in love with the person they are today Hmm. that they'll never become the person they want to be tomorrow. You see, there comes a point in every entrepreneur's life, every great athlete's life where they got to make a decision. And that decision is when, for me, was when I was willing to die of any form of the man I was so I can birth the man I was becoming. I had to give myself the permission to love my friends and family from a distance because they were not serving me. My, my, My ecosystem I was living in was not serving my greatness. So I had to give myself the permission to break off and know that in order for me to help them, which I wanted to do, I had to help myself. I had to go through that door. There's only one silhouette. See, a lot of people want to go through that door. They want to be rescue 911. They want to take everybody with them. And you can't do that. 
in, in order for you to achieve the greatness, in order for you to be that entrepreneur, the business owner, the mother, the father, the uncle, the aunt, the, the, the boyfriend, the girlfriend, the husband, the wife, whatever that is, in order for you to achieve that greatness, to be able to make an impact in this world, to create that ripple effect, you first got to give yourself the permission to go be great. Walk through the door, go do the things that most people won't do in order to have the life that most people won't. And when you go through that door and you give yourself that permission to go through it, what happens is you can then come back through it and pull everyone with you. But you can't pull them with you when you're on the same side as them. Absolutely. It doesn't work. That's fantastic. You know what I just thought of when you were talking about that? I was just thinking of the fact that when we're on the plane, they always let us know that if something happens, if you need the mask, put it on yourself first yeah. before go helping your family because if you don't you can both can get stuck right so if you don't save yourself first you won't have the power to save anybody else so that's it well you just said it right there's a reason why they they, they say with the oxygen max right they say every time put it on yourself first and then save your child the reason for that is if you're too busy fumbling around trying to save your child and you haven't saved yourself first, there's going to be nobody there to save your child. Absolutely. But a lot of people, here's the thing. Here's the deep, here's the, here, here's the deepness of it. A lot of people don't want to take that leap. You see, they're sitting on the, they're sitting on the edge and they're watching everyone else fly by and play the game. And, and they always wonder what it would be like without actually ever jumping in. And the reason for this is it's not just because they're scared and all the fear, is because they know it's lonely. When you take that leap, when you go and say, I'm going to do me, I'm sick of doing it your way, I've tried it your way, it's not working. I want to do it my way. I want to do it the way I want to do it. It becomes lonely because you're going to be in judgment. People are going to judge you because you're going after your dreams. You know, they always say people, oh, well, that person, he's an asshole because he's rich or oh, he was given that. It, that is a direct reflection of the person who's saying that. I want mm -hmm. you to think about this. When a Ferrari or a Lamborghini comes by and you hear the engine roaring at the stop sign, what do most people think? Yes, the I guy's know that. an asshole. He must be a drug dealer or something. Like See, that's not true. The guy in the car actually could be someone of greatness. The guy in the car can actually be changing thousands of people's, millions of people's lives. But the reason he got there was because he didn't care about those judgments. He didn't care about what their parents and their friends thought. Because you can't have it both ways. And when you decide to take that leap or you decide to say, it's my turn, it's my time to play the game, it's going to be lonely. Because everywhere around you, you're going to have to walk away from. But what most people don't realize is when you're walking away from one thing, you're also running to a new thing. And that new thing is where you can start hanging around. That new thing won't feel so lonely anymore, but you got to give yourself the permission to exist in between both of them for a while. And most people can't do that. They're too scared. They don't want to be alone. Oh, it's scary out there. You know what's scary? You know what hell on earth is to me? Someone said this to me and I... I like almost dropped to my knees. I actually did drop to my knees. Cave <laughs> on hell on earth is the day you're about to die and you meet the person or the man you could have been. Oh, yeah. Hell on earth is the day you die and you met the person you could have been. See, I don't want to ever have that. I don't ever want to meet the person I could have been. I don't ever want to be that person that says, oh, that doesn't happen for me. 
that, that no, no. I want to be the person that says I want something and I get it. Mm-hmm. I want to do something and I go and do it. I don't believe. I don't believe that anything. I don't believe that the impossible. I only believe that everything's possible. You as a human being, or you as an owner, you as an athlete, you as a mother, father, whatever that is. You just have to make the decision to believe it's possible for you. Because if you can keep it in your head, you can have it in your hand. Exactly. I really love that. So in order to do that and to become like you seem to be super confident right now, of course, you would have to break out of a shell at one point. Was there any factor that made that happen? Yeah. So now you're talking about that moment in my life where I said enough's enough. Yeah. My defining moment, I call it. It was it was the worst day, worst week of my life. But it was also the same week where I was willing to die of any form of I, as the man I was. So it was a Sunday evening. And I put my hands out to that beautiful view you were just talking about in British Columbia. Yeah. And I put my hands out to the world, the, the, the beautiful north-facing mounds. The sun was shining down. It was Sunday evening. And I remember looking at my body and looking at my life, looking behind me into my apartment. And I remember saying, Kayvon, you finally met. You've made it. You have one of the, you have a great job. You're in the best shape of your life. You have a great relationship with your friends and your family. You, at that point, I was dating someone. I thought, you know, that they were going to be the one. Uh, all of it. And then Monday morning came. And I got a call from my from my manager saying that the company is being acquired and acquis- and it was through the acquisition, jobs are going to be lost and commissions are going to be changed. Hmm. Later that afternoon, where I once looked at my apartment for the first time in my life, I looked and finally called it my home. My, my landlord told me that they wanted me to move out because they were trying to get someone else in there. <sighs> the next day I get a call from my mother in tears. Well, what's going on? We'll find out my dad has cancer and he has to go through another round of chemotherapy and radiation. Later in the week, my sister had called me and I and she's crying and I said, I, I know, I know, dad, dad, mom told me I get it, I get it. No, 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 that's not it. Well, what now? What possibly can go wrong now? Well, Dave left me. Her husband left her with my two nieces. Jeez. Yeah. And then out of all that, the only thing I had was the fact that, okay, I, all this is going on, but I still have, I have my health and I have the girl that I, you know, what I thought I had loved. She looked at me at the end of the week and told me that she could never longer, she could not look at me the way I looked at her. So it, it was in that moment where all that comes, you know, tumbling down where I realized that if there's ever going to be a moment for me to finally do what I got to do, it would be right there. And mm-hmm. I knew that there could not be a moment where I thought I did, I acted, I came from the place I've been coming from. You see, a lot of people are a victim of their circumstances, right? They say this and the world and this. The reason you're at where you're at, so the reason why your business isn't working or your relationships aren't working or, or your ideas aren't coming to fruition isn't because of the marketplace. It isn't because of the partner. It isn't because of this. It's all because of what's going on on the inside inside of you. You are a direct reflection of the results you're getting in your life. If you don't like the results you're getting in your life, you got to first look within so then you can change the results. And for me, I realized there was a lot that I had to look within and change the way I thought, 
change the way I operate, change the place the, from the place I came from so I can start changing the results I got. And as I got different results, I built on that. As I started moving closer to my dreams, I realized that there were a lot of people in my life, as much as I love them, they weren't serving me. They weren't giving me what I needed for my greatness. And I had to be able to walk away. I now live my life where I know I ask these questions. Do, do, do I have a future with this person? I don't spend my present moment or my time with thoughts, things, or even people I don't have a future with. And people go, Cable, you're such an asshole. No, I'm not an asshole. (laughs) I love everybody, but I also love my dream. And I know that if I'm spending my present time with someone I don't have a future with, I'm also taking one step away from the one thing that I want. So I I had to get very serious with what I was doing. Just like every entrepreneur at some given moment, they got to get very serious at where they want to go. They got to get one direction. They got to work on one thing. You see, a lot of us, we're so distracted, shiny object syndrome, this. We get so distracted. The ones that succeed, the ones that are focused, they stay to one thing. And no matter how hard it is, no matter what happens, they go to it. Now, the key is picking that one thing. The key is being in line with it and having the harmony to be able to with withstand all the failures that are going to come. You will never get to success without failing. You will fail a hundred times more than you will succeed. For every one time you succeed, you're going to fail a hundred times, guaranteed. But is it failure or is it just temporary defeat? Is it failure or is it a learning experience of what not to do the next time? Is it something that's going to get you thicker, stronger, fight, like more of a fighter, harder, so that when this happens again later down the future, you know exactly how to deal with it? It doesn't break you. It makes you. And I think it's maybe all of the above. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, what is one secret then for all salespeople to know? Like your number one secret. My number one secret. Now, it's not, this isn't sexy. Okay. But it's but it works, okay. Yeah, it's not all jazzed up and going to make you feel good, but it works. If you don't value yourself, you'll never be able to value your prospect or whatever you're selling. You have to value yourself first. See, a lot of salespeople don't value themselves. They don't value their time. They don't value their worth. But yet they're going out and they're trying to sell something to another prospect or to another customer or to a client and getting them to try to buy in to what they believe in when they don't even believe it in themselves. So you want to value yourself first even before you're valuing what it is you're selling. Absolutely. If you don't believe in you, if you don't believe you're worthy of success, if you don't believe that you have the power to change people, if you don't believe that you're coming from an authentic place, you'll never be able to connect and sell somebody. You, you might get lucky and make sales, but you'll never become great until you see the greatness in you. Most, most business people, most athletes, most salespeople, they all fail at the end of the day because of what? Because they didn't believe. Because of themselves. See, I can teach all the strategies, all the sexy strategy. I can teach you all the cool tricks, all the cool things to close more deals. Mm-hmm. But it's never going to actually work 
until you are closed on yourself. Until you have conviction, the clarity and the certainty. Conviction, clarity and certainty. Am I absolutely certain that I'm in the best place, best possible solution for my prospect's problem? Do I have absolute clarity on what I need to do, on what the product, what the service is going to offer so I can fix my prospect's solution? And do I have absolute conviction that I'm going to do it or the product's going to do it? Do I have absolute conviction that when I work with this, when I do this exchange and I provide my service or I provide my product, that's going to fix the problem? Because if I don't believe in it, I don't have the conviction, the clarity, and the certainty, how could I ever expect the market, the world, the universe, and most importantly, my client mm-hmm. to have it? It starts with you. And do you think selling and closing are different things? Uh, two different things. Yeah. Completely different. See, sales, there's this world's inundated with salespeople. There's billions of salespeople out there. Salespeople acting like a typical salesperson, selling the features, selling the benefits, like the used downtown sales guy. See, salespeople don't actually get the credit card. They don't get the the actual transaction to happen. A closer doesn't sound like a typical salesperson. A closer doesn't sell the features and the benefits. A closer connects to the prospects. A closer asks the right questions to get to the result faster. A closer knows when the prospect's lying. A closer knows how to get the actual transaction, so get the credit card over the phone or in person right there. A closer doesn't allow for objections to handle. A closer brings in the money that drives the economy. A closer brings in the sales that bring in the profits, the profits to grow the business. A closer brings in his commissions to live his dream. Man, that's so fascinating. So uh, before I let you go, I know you've read now over 400 books. You did over 800 presentations. You spoke at over different, uh, 100 different stages throughout the world. You were, you were even called to, be, to speak at, the, at Harvard University at the Business uh, Expert Forum. Yeah. Uh, besides all of these places, where else can people find you if they want to? Yeah, I, I always, uh, I'm not for everybody. I say this, this, what I do is not for everybody. And I'm, I'm cool with that eh? because I know in life, and I'll tell you as a business owner, when you, when you are picking your clients in order to be effective, you got to be selective. Mm-hmm. So I'm very selective of who I work with and, and who I, who I can help. But if this is for you, you, you've already known it was for you. Cause you know, maybe 10, 15 minutes ago, you're like, I want to work with this guy. If Kayvon can help you and serve you best, you can find me at Kayvon.com. That's K-A-Y-V-O-N.com. Awesome. Perfect. And that would be the best indirect spot to find you. That, from there, you get all my social, everything. You can write me a personal email. My personal email, K-A-Y at Kayvon.com. Perfect. There you go, everybody. K at Kayvon.com. That's it. Kayvon. Thank you very much for your time. I know it is worth a lot. Your time is worth a lot. And um, I really appreciate it. I appreciate it too. It's always a pleasure being on here. And let me know how I can best serve you and your community as well. Yes, sir. I will. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for subscribing to Fail Fast Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and visit failfastpodcast.com for show notes, Quinn's social media, or even to tell us your story.